Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. I used to hate getting up in the morning. I used to hate waking up from my sleepy time bobos. Or I used to hate brushing before going to bed. Sleepy time bobos. Why? Because I just hated brushing my teeth. That is no longer the problem with Quip. Quip, makers of the Quip electric toothbrush, wants you to know the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care. It is simply this, that if you have good habits... You are good. That means brushing for two minutes twice a day and flossing regularly no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. The Quip Floss Dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush head floss and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping. So your routine is always right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com busted right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash busted. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash busted. Quip, the good habits company. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry and I get into the two biggest things from this week on a Falls Count Anywhere Friday, and that's the two snakes, the battle of the snakes. Randy Orton, the Viper on Monday Night Raw, and Jake the Snake Roberts from AEW Dynamite on Wednesday. How those two segments with those two snakes really ruled what happened this week in pro wrestling. Also, we get into the big debate, and it's every week with Mark Henry, and that's Otis and Mandy Rose. My gosh, Mark just won't let it go. I try to snap him out of it on this episode of the Busted Open Podcast. Plus, we have two fantastic interviews. Evan Husney, the executive producer of Dark Side of the Ring, joins us as season two approaches at the end of this month on Vice TV. And Sammy Guevara, of AEW Dynamite joins us right here on the Busted Open Podcast. This is what you're going to get uh, this Sunday on the WWE Network when it comes to Elimination Chamber. Like I said, you have two Elimination Chamber matches, one for the Raw Women's Championship for to see who's going to face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 36. You have Natalia, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, Asuka, Ruby Riot, and Sarah Logan 
all going at it. And, and you would think after what everything that you've seen over the last few weeks that it's going to be Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 36. And then the other Elimination Chamber match is for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. You got The Miz and John Morrison, who are your champions, The New Day, The Usos, Lucha House Party, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, and Heavy Machinery. I mean, that is, I think, where you're going to see a lot of crazy stuff, especially when you get the big guys with heavy machinery with Otis and Tucker, and you always know that Kofi Kingston is great in these types of matches. They're not going to be able to fit in a pod together. <laughs> There's no way that you're going to get Tucky in a little pod with our man Otis. It's not going to happen. They're going to have to have the first double pod. The, the the extra large pod? Yeah, they're going to have to have the, the super large pod for those guys. And you know what? I know this is always a big topic on Saturdays with you and Ryan. Let's see if Otis can get over his heartbreak enough to be able to compete in this Elimination Chamber match on Sunday. You know what? Uh, that's, that's a real sensitive issue with me still. Um, it was one of the things in pro wrestling – that I looked at as being my saving grace. And it went from being my saving grace to just pain and misery. And I guess, you know, nothing is meant to be forever, but you know what? I, I thought that, you know, I had that with Otis and Mandy, but I guess I was wrong. You got to kind of blame Otis in this situation a little bit too. Why? How was that? Because I know he got the text message that she was running a little late. You still got to get there early. You got to be there early. You can't let let her get there first. And number two, why didn't he approach the table? Dolph Ziggler sitting there, you're just going to let that happen and walk away? You have to approach the table and have a little bit of a confrontation. I know it's a public place. I know it's a fancy restaurant. You still have to step up and say something. You can't just walk out, drop the roses, get the uh, hell. Come on. you. Otis takes a little blame. I'm sorry, Mark. And I know you're going to go against me on this one. But Otis takes yeah. a little blame here. But I, I've been there. I've been there. Like, you know, you, you get so disappointed, so frustrated, and you think better of the person. And that, and this whole thing that we've talked about it, this whole Mandy deal from the beginning, is the fact that her ass never steps up and says, you know what, Otis, I really like you, and commits. And would give you a reason to say, you know what, I'm going to fight for her. Because she came to me and told me she cares about me. That's never happened. She's never stood up for him. Not once. Not from the time that his, he got his, his mom made the cake for her and Dolph stomped on it. She should have stepped to Dolph and said, hey, man, what the hell are you doing? That's not yours to destroy. That's mine. He gave it to me. Nothing. And, yeah, I'm a little sensitive about the shit. But I'm just saying I'm sensitive about it because I've been there before. We've all and been if there I, before. If I, had, if I had went and destroyed this cat over this girl, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. The dude got to protect his career. I'm not saying that you have a physical confrontation, but you have to say something. Oh, yes, and you the, are. And, number, and the other yes, thing, too. Yes, you are. That's what you're saying. I think you're expecting a little too much from Mandy. You're expecting a little too much from Mandy. They even have that's, a date yet. They didn't even have one date yet. So how is she supposed to say, I care about this guy, blah, blah, blah. They haven't even had a date. You're expecting to, I, I I'm sorry, but you're expecting a little too much. You know what? Did you I know, watch the Rumble? Did you watch the Rumble? Yes. 
He put his body between her and the ground. She didn't ask him to do that. How many, oh, stop it. How many times do we see the women, they, they, have a, they show the puddle, and the guy takes his coat off and throws it over the puddle so they can walk across so they don't get wet. And you open the door, and you take your coat off or your shirt and cover their head so they don't mess their hair up. It's always the guy that's got to bust his ass to go and, and make sure that this woman is feel honored and appreciated. Where the hell is the woman in this matter? Silence of the lambs. Exactly what I thought. I gotta get. I know this. Uh, we're off track. We got a pay per view. No, all these we're topics. not off track. Take, we're I got, talking about love. Can we get? You can't. You can't throw out the the L word when they even have a date. You cannot throw out the L word before one date, Mark. You can't what do makes, that. What can't makes people it. fall in love, Dave? Going through things together. And they've gone through things, and she has not yet still reciprocated the affection that he's tried to show for her. It don't matter what you say, Dave. You cannot win a matter of love with sexual chocolate. All right, you, you know what? I'm not going to say another word. What I'm going to do is now throw it to our very own Gabby and get her take on this. can't believe we're actually doing this the first segment on a Falls Count Anywhere Friday. We got but, big stuff but, to talk know, about, and we're I, talking about love. I know, but love, love is bigger yeah. than anything. So, Gabby, what's your take on this whole situation, please? So, the one thing I will agree with on Mark... Mark, you're right. No, don't. I didn't say that. (laughs) The only thing I agree with is the whole situation at the restaurant. I do believe that she could have said, Dolph, like, don't sit down. It's a bad look. I'm going on a date. And when he shows up and he sees you sitting here, he already has problems with you. That's bad. Okay, I I agree with that. That's where she was wrong. But... Okay, relax. I had to tell you twice to relax today. It's only 9 (laughs) o'clock. But also, you saying, like, she's got to be the, like, why do the guys have to do all this? Because you know what? You should if you want a girl like Mandy Rose. Put in some work and deal with it. A girl like Mandy Rose. And deal with it. I'm sorry. She, he's already winning her over, okay? But they've never had a date. They've never had a full conversation. She can't just be like, oh my God, this is the love of my life. I'm going to marry Otis tomorrow. Let me drop my entire life for him. Because how does she know he's all that great? Just because we love him, we know he's great. She doesn't know yet. He's, listen. Oh, why? Because he got her a cake? That's very sweet. He's very sweet. Yes, but and he's a Shetland pony. I'm just saying. I, I don't know for a fact. Listen, but I'm I just love saying. him. But <laughs> if I were to go on a date with him, how do you know that our chemistry would be there? How do you know that their chemistry is there and that they belong together? They don't because they haven't gone on a date yet. Not one day. But in your defense, I do agree. She's not doing much to make herself seem like That's she all cares. I want. That's well, all well I maybe want. she doesn't. Maybe because she's not. Maybe she just doesn't like him in that way. He's like a friendly guy. He's, you know, she's nice to him. Maybe, I mean, come on. Who are you going to take, Otis or Dolph Ziggler? I don't want either. Otis. I would take Otis over Dolph. That's actually true. I'm not even, I don't even like guys like that, but I would take Otis. <laughs> We both like food. I don't even like girls like that. I would take Mandy over both of them. 
Because Manny's uh, very well, attractive. I, I'll take Boy, Mandy. Boy, this conversation went left. Just yeah, went yeah, I'll take, real I'll, fast. I'll take Mandy anytime. Every day. 877 877-FIGHT-93. How about this? We have two really awesome guests coming up in the third hour of today's show. Evan Husney, who's been on this show before, executive producer of Dark Side of the Ring, is going to be yes. joining us to talk about season two of Dark Side of the Ring. And I'm telling you right now, I saw the trailer for this season. Mark, it, unbelievable. Seriously, like the topics yeah, that they're going to so be having. Excited. How about this? They are going to have the topics for this. Um, they're going to have Chris Benoit with Chris Jericho narrating the episode. Owen Hart, uh, New Jack, Dr. D, David Schultz, Jimmy Superfly Snuka, The Road Warriors, Dino Bravo, Herb Abrams, The Brawl for All. I mean, this is going to be one hell of a season of Dark Side of the Ring. It is. I mean, the, just to touch on uh, three of those subjects, The Brawl for All, yeah. uh, which I was around for, uh, my brother Owen, who you know, I, I you know, uh, everybody knows that story, and you know, like uh, the thing with Chris Benoit, like those were the three that touched me the most when I saw the uh, trailer for it, and uh, I got a lot of questions. I, I'm, I'm gonna have to make a couple of calls, and I need to, some some background before <laughs> before they start showing. I need to talk to some. I need to talk to my guy. If you want to feel fresh, look good, and smell clean, you don't need a whole makeover or a lot of cold, hard cash. You just need grooming products from Bravo Sierra, the company that makes simple, all U.S.-made, non-toxic products everyone can afford. Bravo Sierra's line of body and hair wash, deodorant, shaving cream, sunscreen, body wipes, and moisturizer are field-tested by those who work at the hardest, active service members of the U.S. military. They have pioneered an unprecedented large-scale testing program with 1,000 active-duty service members with a simple idea. If the products work for them, they will work for all of us. But it doesn't just stop there. Bravo Sierra also gives back 5% of their sales to programs that help the military and their families. Men's Health Magazine calls it a game-changing grooming line. Try the Bravo Sierra starter set for free. It's three of their best-selling products, full size. You only pay $6.95 for shipping for a limited time only. Just go online to bravosierra.com slash SiriusXM. That's bravosierra.com slash SiriusXM for your free starter kit. Man, an amazing three and a half, four minutes from a legend, Jake the Snake Roberts on Wednesday, Mark. Jake is is one of the more powerful promo makers of all time. You could put him up there with The Rock, and you could put him up there with Dusty Rhodes. You could put Jake in there with anybody. And when it comes to battling wits and getting people emotionally involved, hardly anybody was better. You throw Piper in there. I mean, it's a it's a bunch of people that you can put in there. But they were all elite. They were all much better on the stick. Now, this sets up Cody to come back next week. And I'm excited about next week because I know what the response is going to be. And 
that's the thing about pro wrestling is you you work to the crowd. And we talked about um, walk, working to the crowd and the crowd being an important factor. But right now, the important thing is Jake and what he said. The important things is Cody's response to what Jake said. Those are the two more important things, more than the reaction of the crowd. And same thing with Randy Orton on Raw. Randy Orton, his promo was historical. It was historically good. But what will be the response? And it's not the reaction from the crowd. The reaction from the crowd is important. But the response from Edge having his wife get RKO'd in the middle of the ring in front of everybody and I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna wait until Mania. You hit my wife, you got an answer to me. So in pro wrestling, on Raw and on AEW, we have important promos that are leading to a response and the response uh, of the two people involved is going to be what we talk about next week. It's amazing, and it's a great point by you, Mark, is that it's the response. Why is the response so important? Because it's going to make you tune into next week. You want to know right. what Edge's response is going to be to what just happened to Beth Phoenix on Monday, and you're going to want to tune into Dynamite next week to find out what Cody's response is going to be to Jake the Snake Roberts. That's what pro wrestling is supposed to do it's supposed to be and a bit of a the, cliffhanger who is he the client of who is he the yeah. client? don't you the, the, it's, it's multiple cliffhangers i want to know who who is he going to re- be representing next week hmm i'm tuning in and and that's 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 pro wrestling guys like you lead to try to get people to tune in next week without saying tune in next week We'll be here, same bat time, same bat channel. That's for all you old guys out there, that, you know. Like me and you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's what they're saying without saying it. Because now you have to tune in next week. And, and listen, great pro wrestling is going to make you want to tune in if you're seeing great pro wrestling. But it's that cliffhanger. It's that story. Like, Mark, you always say, it's the story telling you that's going to yeah. make the storytelling that's going to make it a necessity watch for you the next week cuz now you want to know what the next chapter is going to be two different stories and i like what you said like it's it's like a battle of the snakes you got the viper randy orton and you got jake mm-hmm. the snake roberts jake the snake roberts wwe hall of famer now doing on the stage of AEW in front of a different younger crowd but still getting his point across And then you have Randy Orton on Monday, and that story is going to lead to what we're going to see in Tampa at WrestleMania 36. And when it comes to Randy Orton, Mark, you and I, since we've been on this show together, have talked about Randy Orton being, you know, as crazy as it sounds, underrated and underappreciated. When people talk about the best ever, when people talk about the best right now, they hardly ever bring up the name Randy Orton. And what Randy Orton is and has always done, flawless in the ring. He makes it seem seamless. 
Now he's not even doing that with his in-ring work. He's doing it with his mic work. On the microphone, he's bringing reality. He's bringing truth. And it's really attracting people to want to see what's going to happen next. And I've said it, and I know you have said it and thought it too, we may be seeing the best work from Randy Orton right now. You know what, Dave? Um, Don't think for one second that the world of pro wrestling does not hang on our words. I'm going to read something to you right now. I get a text yesterday. Hey, man. I watched backstage and I heard the kind words that you said to, about me. This sincerely means a lot, my man. And that was from Randy. Randy respects the fact that we honor him, that we hold him at a high regard. And justifying it so he deserves it. He's arguably the best heel in pro wrestling today work-wise promo-wise career-wise there's nobody else on the planet that's living up to randy orton's excellence randy listens to this show and every time it's not about him per se it's about the fact that we say that he lifts up the business He cares about the business of pro wrestling, just like you and I. You're the super fan. I was the super fan that became a wrestler that actually got to come back and enter your world in the media and relay that message. And I feel like I'm the voice of the wrestler that gets to respond to the fans And I'm letting all of y'all know that Randy Orton is relishing being the guy that he is today. And it's much appreciated as a fan of pro wrestling and as a former wrestler. uh, I I hold Randy at a high regard and it's going to continue to be that way. I'm just, I'm looking so forward to next week uh, that I just can't even, I know I shouldn't be pushing past Friday. I shouldn't be pushing past SmackDown tonight. I shouldn't be pushing past the pay-per-view. But I'm so ready for Monday. And that's what the great elite pro wrestlers do to you. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, Steve Austin is going to appear on Monday. Who, If you're not excited, then something's wrong with you. I'm 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 super excited about Monday. And here's the thing, we only have a few Monday night raws left before we get to WrestleMania 36 in Tampa. So there's only a few more chapters left in this story before we see the finale at WrestleMania right. 36. And you mentioned Randy Orton and Bully and I were talking yesterday about Chris Jericho and how Chris Jericho on AEW, he can have that audience singing along to him and then take the microphone and within 10 seconds is going to have the same audience that was singing to him boo him. Randy Orton has that same gift. 
Everybody loves Randy Orton. Everybody loves the RKO. Everybody loves when Randy Orton takes that pose on the turnbuckle. The cameras come out and the women swoon when he's doing that pose. And they love him. But now he's got you hating him. That take, That's an art form to be able to get people to love <laughs> you so much and then a minute later get them to hate you as much as they hate Randy Orton right now. As much as Jake said, a wise man once said, the women want to be with him and the men want to be him. Randy is transcendent. He's over, however you want to put it. He's that. The guy can go in, have a five-star match for 20 minutes or an hour. He can grab the microphone and entertain you as well as anybody that's ever done it and leave you thinking, what's going to happen tomorrow? And, and that's what the great wrestlers are able to do. They leave you in suspense and they leave you wanting more. And Randy does that in Grove. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. So happy to have executive producer of Dark Side of the Ring, Evan Husney, join us here as we get ready for season number two premiering on March 24th. And Evan, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me back. No, I'm glad that you're back. And I know, and I'm speaking for Mark on this one too, we absolutely loved season number one. And we appreciate that. I mean, it was, I thought you did a phenomenal job. Oh, thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate that. Now, I look at season number two, and obviously it looks to me like it's going to be a little bit of a longer season than season mm-hmm. one was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're we're coming back with uh, with 10 episodes or 10 hours of <laughs> of different wrestling documentaries. So, yeah, it's a it's a it's a supersized uh, season this time around. After that first season, they got paid. <laughs> oh, oh, man. It ain't nothing like going out and proving your worth and being able to get the spoils and the reward and the opportunity to do more. In your opinion, um, do you feel like that the success that y'all had with the first season was was what was made, what made you able to be able to have this many more episodes? I think so. Yeah, I think uh yeah, the just success of the first season and you know all the wrestling fans tuning in and you know supporting the show and yeah, definitely got us the opportunity to do more and and um I think that uh yeah, it was it was great for us. I you know, we got to I think have access to bigger stories and you know, we set a precedent and so I think I think all around it was it was just really it was it was it was great for us going into the second season. There's, there's always good that comes from uh, the spoils, but have you had any fallout? Have you ever had? Have you had any family member call and go, "Hey, I, I don't, I don't appreciate this," or uh, "I think you're misinformed," or anything of that nature? 
Like like after the episode dropped, you mean? Yes, after 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 you've released the first season. Um, no, I mean I think the only uh the only time where I, I don't know if the we ever were met eye to eye was I think when we did the Montreal Screwjob episode. I don't know if Brett was entirely happy with the episode, but uh, you know, that happens <laughs> sometimes. Um, but you know, I thought we, uh, you know, just, yeah, we, 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 we tried to bring as much sympathy to his story as we could. And I thought that we did a good job and, you know, I don't know if he was entirely happy with it, but, um, that, that's the only time I can think of. (laughs) All right. And I would think too, when it comes to subjects that are very touchy, I mean, you know, some of the, some of the subject matter, was tough. I mean, you know, Gino Hernandez, and there was a lot of speculation if it was a drug overdose or if it was a right. murder. And you're and you're speaking to the mother who, all these years for decades, believed that there was somebody behind it. And I would feel that your episode kind of gave her closure of all those things that were going on mm-hmm. for years with her. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely the goal. I mean, the goal was, you know, as we got deeper into the story and as we're uncovering new bits of information, um, I mean, because when we started out telling the story, she, you know, came to us and really expressed that she was in fear for her life. And, and you know, and, and, it, and for someone in my position, it's like, whoa, do I want to open these doors, you know, for her and, and have there be those consequences or potentially. And I think as we went down the road and we kind of uncovered new things, as I was saying, I think um, it it helped her finally, um, yeah, process some closure, you know. Um, and I think that was that was the for me the most rewarding, uh, like the, the most rewarding single moment out of season one was actually um, was actually her and 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 her closure with that story, you know, for me personally. And I know for season one. Um... Bully and I would be on the air after every episode, and we would treat it just like as if we were coming on the air after a Raw or a SmackDown <laughs> or an AEW, like because we would really in depth talk about it. Mark, mm-hmm. I know Mark joined in on a lot of yeah. those conversations too. We would really break down the episodes, That's and I cool. remember after the one on the Montreal Screw Job, we had Earl Hebner on, and like the fact that he was even a little intimidated by doing the interviews with you guys on the yeah, episode was. it was it was it was yeah. it was crazy he thought yeah he thought we were a canadian assassination uh group coming to take revenge on the hitman you know <laughs> when it's... we interviewed him uh because you know our our production is based in canada and we were coming down to his neck of the woods and <laughs> and and he felt like there was some uh ulterior motives there when we showed up at, for the interview <laughs> but no wow. he was cool I, is there is there an issue or a story that y'all have tried to pursue that you just couldn't get enough information on or you had so much negative fallout that you just couldn't get it done? You know, thankfully, I don't think that there's been, like, one particular episode um, with that. I think that there were episodes we started to um, look into for season one that maybe we just didn't have. Like, like we're, we were moving so fast back when we did season one. And I think that there were a couple stories that we really wanted to tackle, but just, we just didn't have the cred or we didn't have the like access. So we kind of put it aside. And, um, and then like, I think case in point with doing the Chris Benoit episodes going into season two, I think that was what made all that possible now for, for season two was, was that was the time we took to, to build those relationships, to be able to tell that story. 
And, you know, the wonderful episodes you had in season one, the Montreal Screwjob, the Von Erichs, Gino Hernandez, there were things that I obviously on a lot of wrestling fans' minds for years, the the, the, the premiere episode that I was able to see at StarCast with, with Bruiser Brody, which was absolutely amazing. And then what you're amazing. tackling here, right, Mark? It was, it was extremely well done. So, so now you go into season two. And what you're right. tackling for season two, and, and Mark, I know for you, a lot of these names bring back a lot of memories as well. Owen Hart, Chris Benoit, you know, Dr. D. David Schultz, Jimmy Snuka. I mean, so many, like, that really to this day, when even you mentioned some of these names, it brings a tear to, to wrestlers' eyes and, and fans' eyes. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of big stories we're covering this season. Almost like if we're not going to get another one, you know. So yeah. we're doing we're doing uh, we're we're trying to tackle as many of the big stories we want. And and also we 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 reached out to fans of the show last year and said like you know like what do you guys want to see? And I, I painstakingly tallied all of the uh, responses, and this season more or less reflects our best efforts to to get what people wanted to see the most. And some controversial figures. I mean, Dr. D. David Schultz, Mark, we had Dr. D. on as a guest. And you did? I, yeah, we did. And uh, it was the shortest you interview. You did? It, and, a, and Evan, yeah. He's Evan, a live wire, man. Evan, it was the quickest interview I've ever done here on Busted Open. I think it lasted about three minutes because he started, like, right after question, right after the introduction, he started throwing out accusations. And, you know, I'm not going to put somebody on the air where we don't know what he's saying is true and what's not. Right. So, so <laughs> yeah. we, had, we had to actually cut him off. Like, it was literally <laughs> three minutes into the interview. So I can't even imagine what this episode is going <clears> to <throat> be like. Yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely a trip. Uh, it was like I, I basically got two separate phone calls from from different people uh basically telling me you know dr d is now ready to tell his story you know like coming to me so it actually came to us was one of the stories uh that did and i was just really intrigued by it obviously i knew about the time he you know slapped john stossel on 2020 <clears throat> and so then we just you know i finally got to david and started talking to him and then i went out to like this remote area in tennessee i mean he lives hours outside of any sort of town and it was this amazing, almost like, you know, compound that he has there in Tennessee. And we spent a couple of days there with him and his wife. And uh, he, he's as cool as can be, you know, um, but he's definitely uh, he's definitely a character. What? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I tell you what, you're being nice. <laughs> no, he was nice, uh, actually, believe it or not. I mean, he like. He 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 gave us like his homeopathic uh, recipes for like healing back pain and like yeah he was he was cool to us and you and know? we've had in the ten years that this show's been on the air we've had him on twice and the first time I had him on we had him on for about thirty minutes and and he was absolutely fantastic but he I guess it was about uh, Mark it was probably about a year ago when we had him on the last time it it did not go nearly <laughs> as well and then all right so. There's one that I want to get into with you because a lot of people might see the name and say, all right, that might not be an int uh, episode I'm interested in. I don't know the name. It's not familiar to me. But mm -hmm. obviously those who know the name know the story and uh, the tragic end to the story, and that's Herb Abrams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the Herb Abrams and uh, the UWF um, is uh, a story that is basically about 
this uh, not even a rise to fall story. It's basically just a fall story of uh, this fledgling uh, wrestling organization that was started by basically a fan. He was an entrepreneur, uh, made a bunch of money, uh, and start, wanted to start his own promotion. And uh, he recruited a lot of stars, like a lot of former WWF stars. This is like late 80s, early 90s. And he went into, got a small cable deal and started to basically compete with Vince McMahon, but it just, you know, basically ended in complete disaster and uh, debauchery, et cetera, et cetera. And also in one of the more spectacular deaths of anyone that I've ever read about. So it's just, it was a story that was also brought to us as one we should really consider. And we considered it for season one. But there, like, I don't know. For some reason, I just didn't. It didn't grab me in the the right way. And then, season two, it was like, okay, we have to really look into this, and and we did. And it, I think it's going to be, it's going to be like what the Gene, like in the way that the Gino Hernandez episode last season was kind of the deep cut for like wrestling, hardcore wrestling fans. I think this uh-huh. is going to be that for season two. Wow, I, I'm so excited. I, I don't, I don't know if 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 you've heard or not, but uh, I'm like a super fan of the show. Like it, oh, it was thanks. Like man, really, really the the best television uh, that I've watched outside of pro wrestling. Wow! Like oh my! I mean, I I, <laughs> I don't you. I don't I'm I'm a Netflix fan kind of, so I watch a lot of the Marvel type of shows. Yeah. But as far as turning the TV on, I never turn my TV on unless <laughs> there's a sporting event or pro wrestling is on. That oh, is wow. it. And Thank this you. show had me tuning in and sitting there with popcorn and my favorite beverage waiting on it to start. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, so, I mean, y'all did something not only to me, but I, I've talked to at least 10, 15 guys that are fans of pro wrestling that, that watched it just as religiously as I did. So you you, wow. you you deserve all of the spoils <laughs> and the accolades that you get. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's a great, great show. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. That's so cool. And again, the show premieres March 24th on Vice TV. And again, the, 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 the subjects of the show this season, Owen Hart, Chris Benoit, New Jack, Dr. D. David Schultz, Jimmy Superfly Snuka, The Road Warriors, Dino Bravo, Herb Abrams, and then, you know, definitely a black eye, <laughs> the the brawl for all. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, literally. Um, I mean, was there one episode that was your favorite filming for this season? Ooh, man, I haven't thought about that. Um, it's It's tough. I mean... Man, there's been so many incredible moments uh, over the course of this. I mean, we've we've basically made ten hours of, of documentary footage in the last nine months, so it's almost like a blur, you know, to me at this point. Um, but I think, man, um, oof, I think one of the best is is has been you know doing the Owen Hart episode, which has been the one that we've been working on. Uh, most recently, because it's it's, it's going to be the season finale uh, this time around, and I think just you know um, you know because we worked closely with Martha Hart and you know Owen's family, and I think that whole experience to me probably my favorite of the of the whole season, I would say. And I know that's a t- that's a tough subject matter to, to tackle for this yeah. show as well, and 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 still a lot of raw emotions with the the family Definitely. and friends uh, that were involved with that. Um, 
And then, I mean, do you talk about raw emotions? You know, your season premiere on March 24th on Vice TV is Chris Benoit, and you were able to get Chris Jericho to be mm-hmm. a part of that show as well. Yeah, yeah, Chris is, uh, Chris is, uh, we actually, you know, met doing that episode, doing the interview for that episode, and then uh, he actually uh, came on board as the narrator for the full season, so he's narrating all the other episodes of the, um, uh, like, of the, of, of season two, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, the, the process of the Chris Benoit episode <clears throat> coming together really started with Chavo Guerrero Jr. I mean, it wouldn't have happened without him. And uh, I actually met him last year when we were doing season one, before, well before the show even came out. And we just kind of developed this relationship over the course of a year. And uh, it was really him that kind of, um, you know, got us the access to a lot of the friends and family uh, to be able to tell this story. And for us, like the most important thing was to not do an expose on the story and to not sensationalize the story as it had been so often over the course of the last, you know, uh, 13 years or whatever it's been. And we just really wanted to make it about the people that are still here and uh, what they had been going through and processing this story. And so that was kind of the approach that we took with it. Um, And uh, yeah, and I I think it's uh, one of the more proud moments I think all of us here who work on the show have because it really does feel like when you watch it, it really feels like, you know, you're in the inside. This is the inner circle of this story. And, you know, everyone came Mm. together to support each other to tell the story so that it really has a very powerful feeling in that way where I don't think anyone's probably, you know, uh, experienced the story in that way. So it's kind of unique in that way. Well, I think I have another one for you for the next season. Wow. And, and it's the good and the bad of OVW. Oh yeah. Um, The, the OVW, when I, when I went there in, uh, 2000, Uh um, it was an unbelievable thing for me to see because I had seen the territory days, but I had never been to in a territory, an existing wrestling territory where I stayed there, lived in the town, uh, got to know the city, got to know everything about that place. Uh, Danny Davis, uh, Jim Cornette, and Rip Rogers, um, they they did unbelievable stuff. And, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You, you look at all the people that came from there, um, you know, that the WWE guys that were sent there, uh, some of the stories of stuff that happened while I was there, the deaths that were associated with, you know, the wrestlers, um, the, the, the good and the bad is, I mean, this was a little building. Um, I mean, golly, when I say a little building, I mean, you had probably 40 guys crammed in a place that uh, probably should have held only about a thousand people or less. Wow. And they were doing a promotion out of that building, out of that little yeah. building, putting on these really, really good shows, uh, studio shows. The only thing that's remotely close to it is if you watch Power uh, and you oh, see yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the look that it had. Uh, but it was smaller than that. And, I mean, it was, it was unbelievable from the Batistas, Randy Orton's, Brock Lesnar's, and Sheldon Benjamin's, Amazing. myself, Big Show. Uh, Sean Stasiak, uh, right? Uh, Sean uh, O'Hare, you know who you know who passed away, right? Uh, you know, pretty 
sudden and, and abruptly. And uh, I mean, it's just it's a, it's a place that you could. There's so many stories. Guy, there's a guy named Cousin Crazy uh-huh. who was le- who was legit crazy, <laughs> who you know was checked out of a mental institution so he could come and wrestle, and then Whoa, go back. That's great. To the mental institution. I mean, I'm telling you, man. I I watched this dude fish with an imaginary fishing pole for two <laughs> hours. And, I mean, it's just like it, it was. It was. It was so much about that place that was good to me. Wow. That you know, I, whenever I watch a show, I think about wow, they should do OVW. Wow. And and uh, I think Al Snow uh, is the is the main guy there now. Uh, Danny Davis, I think, is in Florida, retired. Uh, Jim Cornette is still in Louisville. And oh, yeah. Is Jim Cornette, and I know he's on the next season. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's like there's there's a lot of meat on that bone. If you could uh, interview, uh, like, who would you interview for that episode if you had to? Nick Densmore and Rob Conway uh, were the um, – and, and Rip Rogers. Like right. they, oh, yeah. they were the guys that um, were on the ground floor of right. teaching all the guys that came there. And yeah. I think that for a while, Rob Conway was bitter because mm-hmm. he was as good as anybody there, but he never got the shot. And wow. uh, you, I mean, you could, there's so much that you can go through. I mean, it was, yeah, it was an unbelievable idea. time. Writing it down right now. That's that's all. Well, and I'm sure after like what took place season one with the success of season number one, and now with season two, I, looking at these names that are going to be a part of the subject matter for season two, Evan. I mean, I mean Superfly Snook. I mean, I, I'll I'll tell you this: we had Jimmy Superfly Snooker in studio, oh, and wow. we interviewed him. Sam Roberts did as well here at Sirius at the time, mm-hmm. and. I remember, yeah. When he talked about some of the incidents, they were different than what was in the book. And that's why, like, that cold case was open for because he was doing media interviews talking about the book. And the things that were in the book were different than the things that he said at the time that actually happened. So, like, it's just, it's amazing. Just the world of pro wrestling, I'm sure you're seeing, is just mind boggling at times. It is. I mean, it's it's part of the reason why we could keep making seasons on the this show, you know. So it's it's good but, and it's yeah. bad that you're able yeah, to still it's it's, to yeah. be able to do. But seasons. That's, that's exactly what I was just saying. The good and the bad yeah. of OVW yeah. is it was so yeah. much good, and yeah. there was a lot more good than there was bad. But there was bad, and right. uh, I, I remember, uh, man, I'm I'm telling you, like, there's about ten stories that just popped in my head. Of of things that happened there, that if you interviewed the people, and it, it would be like <laughs> that didn't really happen. There's no yeah. way that happened. I mean, right, it, right. I mean that's that's that was the beauty in, uh, of OVW, but it was such a hard place that you had no you had no you had to succeed. I mean, right. like you come from the, the training that with Rip Rogers. Uh, there were three-hour training sessions. I mean, I was wow. on my knees standing <laughs> over a garbage can to throw up because uh, oh, wow. the training was that hard. And, wow. Um, I mean, I was supposed to do an hour match, which I had never went over 20 minutes. 
Oh, my gosh. And imagine how my body felt at 40 minutes. 43 minutes is where I oh. tapped out. I, yeah. I couldn't do it. And and there were everybody there had to do a Broadway. You had to do a one-hour program. Wow. And, uh, I mean, and so that learning curve was something that they, I don't, they don't do that no more because, it one, it'll run everybody off. Nobody will ever wrestle again if you yeah. had to go through the training that we went through. Like, it was, it was amazing. Wow. wow. And I That's appreciate amazing. every minute of it. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. So the premiere is March 24th on Vice TV. Again, Owen Hart, Chris Benoit is going to be the premiere episode on March 24th. New Jack, Dr. D. David Schultz, Jimmy Superfly Snooker, The Road Warriors, Dino Bravo, Herb Abrams, UWF, and The Brawl for All. And I know you're also having a premiere in Brooklyn in New York City uh, to show that first episode. Yeah, um, we haven't announced the date yet, but we will be doing that, I think, next week. Um, stay, stay tuned for that. But we're, we're going to be having a New York event uh, for, the, for the Chris Benoit episodes in, 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 in New York. So we'll definitely, if you follow us on social media uh, at Dark Side of the Ring, we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely update you on when that's going to be. All right, so definitely follow them on social media. Again, on Vice TV Season 2, the premiere, March 24th. And the guy behind it, Evan Husney, has joined us. And thank you so much for the time, Evan. We truly, truly appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll be talking to you during this season. Yeah, Thanks that'd be for awesome. your show, brother. I appreciate you. you very much. It's, uh, like I said, one of the better things that happened in, in entertainment for me. One of the brightest new talents in the UFC. You don't know what you're dealing with. The next level, you know, I'm a bona fide star. Takes on one of the most explosive fighters in the division. Flying knee. He knocked him out. Wow. That's it. This fight's over. The middleweight title is on the line when Israel Adesanya meets Yoel Romero at UFC 248. Join Sirius XM Fight Nation this Saturday for full coverage beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern, followed by post-fight reaction and analysis at 1 a.m. Eastern. Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. We bring the fight to you. A first time ever here on Busted Open. The Spirit of God. You can see him every single Wednesday on TNT with AEW Dynamite. It is the one and only Sammy Guevara. Sammy, how are you today? I'm doing good, man. How's everybody doing? We're, gra- we're, we're doing better knowing that you're on with us on a Falls Count Anywhere Friday. I mean, the only day you could have Sammy Guevara on is on a Friday. I mean, the guy's meant for Fridays. He's meant for the weekend, Mark. The pride of Texas, Sammy. That's right. I rep- I'm representing this place. Man, so how was it uh, coming from uh, Booker's school? Yeah, um, you know, I was only there for less than a year. and then, But uh, I've always said I'm, I'm, I was trained by Book. Yeah, I always give him the credit. And uh, – to come from there and to, you know, try to try to make something of it. I, I always say I want to be the most uh, – I want to be the biggest one out of Texas. And there's a lot of big names that you know, that come from Texas, so I'm trying my best to, to be number one. Well, you are living up to the the, the, the pride and the work ethic. Uh, I, I, I love seeing, you know, your work. I just had – I just had one question. Why the panda head? Uh-oh. Oh, uh, <laughs> wow. favorite animal. All right. That's your yeah. spirit animal. Yeah, it's my favorite animal. And um, at Double or Nothing, you know, I, I feel like not a lot of people were too familiar with me or, or Kip Saban. And so 
I knew we were going to have a good match because, you know, I'm, I'm great. Um, <laughs> I love but, him. <laughs> but in, in wrestling, you need something a little bit more to stand out, you know, because I knew that everybody was going to have good matches on that night. I was like, all right, let me go and get this $2,000 panda head. That's how much it costs, wow. Mark. <laughs> Believe yeah. it or not. And uh, so I got that because I was like, I want people by the end of the night They'll be talking about Dustin's match. They'll be talking about Kenny's match. But I want them to be like, hey, that Panda guy, he had a great match too. <laughs> yeah, and it worked. You were exactly right. And that's the kind of thing that makes people remember you like you did. You made a good move. That was a good move because uh, the next day, that was the first thing that I said, did y'all see the guy that came out with the Panda head? And I didn't know your name, but I know your name now. And I'm I'm just happy that uh that you came out of texas that you uh that you're doing good what is what's next for you like what what are you trying to uh what are you trying to build to well i i i said it um you know in the little road to uh the first dynamite my destiny is to be the world champion so uh eventually one of these days that's gonna happen well i mean i think that's definitely should be your goal and you know, Mark said about, and you even said it, that maybe not everyone's going to know your name, but they know your name now. And when AEW premiered on TNT, they decided to go with you and Cody. Like, that was the company, I would say, having a lot of confidence in someone like you to be on an episode that would not only be historic, but extremely important for AEW. Yeah, 100%. Um you know, I feel like there's like multiple personalities. Like there's there's one one Sammy that's like, hell yeah, like this is what we work for. And then there's another Sammy like, shit, they they put this much like faith in me. This is the first episode. Y'all going with me? Uh, A lot of pressure. But uh, not exactly. Tons of pressure. But I was like, this is what we wanted. You know, it's, it's go big, go home, all or nothing the most eyes that's ever seen me in that first episode. So it's like, yo, if we're going to do bad, like, then it's just not meant to be. You, you, I feel like you got to do good when the most pressure's on. And let me tell you. Well, they say pressure busts pipes, but you are, you, you succeeded. You, 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 uh, I see a lot of guys out there and they, they look like they're trying. You, you, you're going out there and you're doing, I can tell that you're having fun that you're liking what you're doing, that you're improving every week. That's that's the thing that a lot of guys don't do. They kind of stay stagnant and do the same thing. You're doing different stuff. And I like the fact that you're enjoying doing that. You can see it. Oh, yeah. I mean, but you guys said you guys know my name now, but I'm still working as if nobody knows who I am. Wow. Um, so wow. I still am like, all right, I'm going to make this whole building, you know, chant my name. Like this past Wednesday, they were chanting F.U. Sammy. Uh, and I think they had to do some censorship on TNT. And I don't know if they had to do that for anybody else yet for the F.U. Sammy chant or F.U. whoever. But that's what I'm trying to do every Wednesday or every show. I'm just trying I'm I'm doing stuff pretending as if nobody knows who I am and trying to make a moment or something that will make me stand out on that show. 
and and you've been standing out because I I mean there's been gifts now made of you. People thought you died in the ring for crying out loud from some of the stuff that has happened to you and some of the stuff that you've done. I mean you I mean you really have taken chances, but I guess when you're hungry like you are, you ha- you have to do things like that. Yeah, I'm basically Kenny from South Park every Wednesday. How's Sammy going to die this Wednesday? <laughs> well, Sammy, I'm going to have to come hang out with you, man, because um, you got the smoothest chest in the business. How do, how do you how do you, are you shaving? Are you waxing? Are you what's going on? I'm trying to look. I'm trying to be smooth like you. <laughs> You know what? I'll, I'll let you in on the secrets whenever, whenever we hang out. Breaking news. There we go. Oh, you're going to yep. have to hang out with him. He's not going to say it on the air, Mark. Yeah, Slide. yeah. No spoilers. And I got to get you in the vlog, too. You know, I don't know if you guys know this. I have a very uh, popular vlog on YouTube, Sammy Guevara. And, Mark, it'd be very cool to have you on. Hell, yeah. I'm down. I guess so. Of I'll course, get my you know, I got to ask Dave and I got to ask Dave and Gabby, is that okay now? You know, I've been told of that course. I can't I, do, I got you. I got you. I can't do everything now because, you know, I'm under the microscope. Nah, no worries. No, you can yeah. do that. For Sammy, we'll let you do that. Mark, hell you can yeah. do whatever the hell you want. You're a freaking Hall of Famer. You think I'm going to stop you from going on Sammy Guevara's I got the green light. I got and you the don't green even light. care. You could care less what I have to say. I do care about oh, what you say, Dave. Oh, please. Give me a break. So that's a yes. I going to say world's strongest man. Ain't nobody going to tell you no. Yeah, I guess. And I guess Sammy Guevara will get, I'll get my invitation in the mail at some point. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, need, I need a cameraman. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> Put uh, you to work. I, I, guess, I guess you haven't seen all those LaGreca heads in the audience every single Wednesday, huh? I have seen these big heads, and I'm like, is this actual size, or is this what is it? Is this made to scale? I love Sammy Guevara. I love it. All right, so oh, you're God. you're in the inner circle. You're a part of the inner circle. You're traveling with somebody like Chris Jericho, who Mark and I say, you know, at the end of the day, he's, he's a top 10 guy. I mean, what's it like, you know, working and being around Chris Jericho? Oh, I mean – I, I always say, like, I used to do code breakers and the walls of Jericho on my trampoline back in the day, and uh, now I'm in a freaking group with them. It's crazy. It's, uh, it just goes to show any kids out there, anybody who wants to do something, hey, you work hard enough, it can happen. Um, but it's, like, it's crazy just, like, picking up on small things from them. Like, him and I were on commentary a couple weeks ago, and just picking up on how he's, like – he starts just putting over John Moxley, and he's about to face him at the pay-per-view. And it's like these small little details. It's like I'm just picking up as as he's doing it. I'm kind of a hands-on learner, so you could tell me certain things. But then when I'm seeing it in action, certain things, I'm like, okay, I get it. Wow, all right, this all makes sense. Well, that's the reason that you're that they put you with Chris uh, and around Chris is because they obviously see the future in you and they want you to pick up on the subtleties. That's, that's, that's the reason that you get the rub that they put you in a position. Uh, I was that guy with in the nation and me and D'Lo and we came out of the nation being unbelievably better than we went in it. And uh, the best of Sammy 
Guevara is not right now. The best is is yet to come. Uh, I, I watch you work, and you get legitimate heat. You you make the people in the ring look better than they are, and in the process, you're learning how to get over. Uh, being able to watch Chris and be that close to Chris, that that simple thing of putting Moxley over and saying, man, like, I don't know how I'm going to beat this guy because he's so great, but I am going to beat him. Like, that, that's, yeah. the, that's the beauty. That's the stuff you learn when you're under the learning tree of Chris. What is the what is the the most focal pointed point of learning that that you've gotten from Chris so far? Well, just to go back to that point, like I remember I did his his podcast and he told me how like he likes to he doesn't like to go in and uh, belittle his opponent because then when he beats him it doesn't mean nothing because he just beats someone that he said is nothing, and then he likes to like build them up so when he does beat him or whatever it's like yeah I just beat somebody great. And then, so he told me that, I heard it, but then when I saw him, like, doing that in action, it's just like, it's like a little light bulb went off in my head. It was like, oh, shit, this is what he was talking about right here, and he's doing it. Mm -hmm. And, because, uh, like, you know, my first reaction is I'm on commentary with him, which just be like, he ain't nothing, fucking Chris, you're so great, Mox, Mox ain't nothing, like, you know, something, but uh, just seeing him just, I'm like, oh, wow, okay. That was like a big light bulb moment right there. I don't know if that's the biggest one because there's been just so many. I mean, he's a champion. Even if he doesn't have the belt, he's still a champion, greatest of all time. So there's many, many more, but that's one that definitely stands out. You um, Have you figured out how to wrestle with time yet? And you can, you know, you, you know that you got, you know, under 20 minutes and um, – you can feel it rather than people telling you. Have you got there yet? Um, some way, you know. It's like it's it's uh, every week. I'm trying to pick up on it more and more. Just try not trying to do too much in too little of a time is something I feel like I'm picking up mm -hmm. uh, or learning more. Because uh, you know they'll be like, "Oh, you got ten minutes," and all of a sudden we're trying to cram fifteen minutes worth of stuff in ten minutes. And uh, it's like, oh, we can get away with doing, you know, six minutes worth of stuff, but making everything mm. count and get us to 10. So that's something yeah. I've definitely uh, learned and I'm doing. Very good. You know, Sammy, like AEW has been hot and people s seem to forget that, you know, AEW Dynamite's only been around since October. It's only been about five months that AEW Dynamite's been in existence, yet it's a hot ticket. Bully and I talk all the time about the crowds. Mark and I talk about the inside of the ring action. You know, you just had to sell out with Revolution on Saturday. On March 25th, you're going to be at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. Like, that's like... That's like the home turf of the WWE. You already have sold over 11,000 tickets for that show. I mean, how does it feel to be a part of something from the ground up and for it to be as popular as it is so very young in the company's existence? Well, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you said one of the hottest tickets, you know, it's super hot. I mean, they got the hottest in the whole damn wrestling industry, a part of the company, the Spanish guy, baby. So that makes sense why it's hot. But... I knew it was going to be like this, like from when the rumors were going around that AEW was going to be a thing to the people that I heard that were going to be a part of it to the first press conference. 
I just remember thinking like, this is going to be something huge and I need to get, find a way to be a part of it. Luckily they contacted me like a day later um, from the first press conference. But I heard there were certain people that were like, I don't know if this is going to be a thing. This is going to be a one and done. I'm like, how can y'all not see the writing on the wall? And I feel like I'm very observant and I kind of saw the writing on the wall. Like this is going to be something huge. So I'm very, you know, fortunate to be a part of like history, basically. And you got to be happy. I know, you know, maybe the turnout wasn't what you expected to be, but I mean, that match you had Saturday on the pay-per-view AEW Revolution. I mean, that was one hell of a match, Sammy. Kudos, my friend. Well, thank you. I don't know if happy is the right word because I'm never happy with anything I do, but uh, a lot of people like it, so that's always a plus. But, you know, I'm I'm always working because a lot of people to, are talking about that tag match because that tag match is really awesome. So, you know, that next time I'm on a show with the Bucks, Kenny and uh, Hangman, I got to outdo them, man. They, I feel like they got match of the night. Maybe me and Darby were second. But it's okay. Next time. Next time I'll get them. I like that, Mark, that, you know, he wants to outdo everybody. He's not just looking for the yeah. opportunity, but he wants to kill it. He wants to steal the show. That's the right attitude to have. That That's the mentality to have. And you, you never want to uh, go into a, a pay-per-view or a TV show respecting everybody else so much that you sacrifice, your, sacrifice yourself. Never throw yourself on yeah, the sword. Go out there and try to steal it's it. A, it's a selfish business, you know. And uh, I know everybody's going to be trying to do everything out there. Of course, I'm not going to go and just steal everybody's spots or whatever because I don't need to. I'm going to be creative and come up with my own stuff. But it's like I know you guys want to be remembered. You guys are already huge names, the EVPs of the company, all that. I'm like, I don't care. I want some kid from Houston, Texas to be the one dude everyone's talking about. Hell, yeah. Like, for instance, like the cage match that, that uh, Cody had. Now, everybody was talking about that one. Amazing match. Fucking huge moonsault. Did you guys see it? Like the, It was like 15 feet in the air. You saw it? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. You see it, Mark? I did. I we, we, can't miss it. How are we going to talk yeah. about How are we going to talk about something we, the next day if we didn't on see it, it Sammy? Yeah, we got to watch all Shows of it. Shows off five days a week. Can't I'm watching miss a show. Four hour, 14 hours of wrestling a week. I don't know. Maybe you guys are phoning it in. This isn't the Sammy Guevara vlog. We do it when we feel like it. We We got to come on the air (laughs) 9 to noon every day. No, we're not mailing it in. We're not mailing it in. Okay. Well. You don't don't get to be the number one show in the country. Number one. By mailing it in. Number one, Sammy. Sammy. You're you're number one right now, definitely, because I'm on. But what I'm saying is everyone was talking about that big moonsault, but what else was everyone talking about? Me taking a super kick from Matt Jackson yep. and uh, nearly dying. I actually rolled oh my, my ankle. Oh, my God, he killed that. Kenny. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, and I, that's all I did, basically, that one thing. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do one thing. It's going to make everybody remember Sammy Guevara. Well, we definitely will remember you've been absolutely phenomenal, Sammy. Seriously, we love your work. We talk about it all the time here on Busted Open. You could see Sammy Guevara every single Wednesday night on TNT, AEW Dynamite. And I'll be there in New Jersey on March 25th with over 11,000 people booing you and saying, F you, Sammy. I'll be one of those guys, and it'll get beeped out, but we'll, we'll do it anyway. But, Sammy, seriously, 
Thank you so much for the time. Good luck to you, and thanks for being on Busted Open. Appreciate it. Hey, guys, the, the pleasure was always y'all's. No problem. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.